helicopter, we have um, Cuba Libre, but Cuba Libre is very simple, it's raw, cola, and limon, and appeared in the last one, uh, Mojito. Okay. And later, the bean will be ready for to be roast. Here, we have roast bean coffee, so if you want to try it to eat, you can do it. Please, you can smell. This is not a luxury vacation. This is a survival adventure. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Cuban Excursion. The last time you were here, we talked about a few of the many activities we got to do while we were traveling, such as shopping, riding through the Havana in classic convertible cars, exploring a tobacco farm, and snorkeling in the coral reef. In this episode, we are going to take you through the different tours and the things we learned while we were in Cuba. I mean, what would a study abroad trip be if we came back with no new scholastic information in our heads? To start off this episode, we're going to the streets of Havana, Cuba, and the San Francisco Plaza. So we're walking through the streets of Havana, the Calle de Havana. Did I use that right? Mm -hmm. And we're hearing from our tour guide about some history of Havana. And we're learning about architecture and religious history. And we're seeing a lot of statues and a lot of very beautiful buildings. Here, this plaza is called San Francisco. Yeah? So because it's the church of St. Francis, it's a very nice bridge today, how you are super lucky. It's never like that in life, it's a plastic sand. So we are lucky for this tour. St. Francis Church it's called, has a very good acoustic inside, and on Sundays there are often beautiful concerts. At the front of St. Francis Church, you see a very sad statue, yeah? The statue Sylvia was referring to was of a Catholic priest holding a cross, standing with a young boy wearing a loincloth. Because of this statue, a lot of the members in our group started to wonder if Catholicism was Cuba's main religion. Yeah, actually Santeria is much, has much more followers, and it's an amazing, amazing and mysterious religion when we try to explore a little bit with the drums and dancing the Horisha. Um, other is Catholicism, but the real religion that unites all the Cubans is art. Cubans are obsessed about art, so whenever any artist from any country wants to put statue or piece of the art, Havana always says yes, bring it on. And that is why we have a statue from France, La Conversation by artist Etienne, uh, that is it's a French artist, it's called Conversation, this statue. And right there sits Frédéric Chopin, which is a gift from Polish artists. Cubans have absolutely no idea who he is and why he sits here. But Poland, <laughs> Poland very much wanted to have a Polish art, artist represented, the most famous uh, musician, although his music is not quite in the style of Cuban drama. Sylvia had briefly mentioned a statue that was named Conversation. The statue Conversation was my favorite statue of the entire trip, and we saw it on the first day of our mini tours. This was a bronze statue of two men sitting down having a conversation. Actually, that description makes it sound very underwhelming. So the two men having the conversation are in a seated position, but there are no chairs underneath them. And then they both have shoulders and a head, but there's no midsection. 
and they just have one arm resting on one of their legs, holding their chin up. It was crazy to me then, and even now, to try to think about how the weight is distributed in order for the statue to remain standing with what we would consider necessary parts for it to remain upright. The sculpture used just the bare minimum to let you know what was going on in the statue and allowed your mind to fill in the voids that were left out. But that's enough about the conversation statue, because I could go on and on. Let's transition to another art form, writing, and have Emily Bunn talk about our trip to the Ernest Hemingway house. Hemingway owned a home in Cuba just outside the city of Havana for 20 years. It was there where he wrote the book, The Old Man in the Sea, a story about an old Cuban fisherman and his battle with a giant marlin in the Gulf Stream. Here's Emily Bunn on more about Ernest Hemingway. So I am an 8th and ninth grade English teacher at a private boarding school. Um, and so the way I kind of familiarize myself with Hemingway is by teaching some of his works. What were you most looking forward to in going to the Hemingway house? Honestly, I was really excited to look at the difference between his Key West home and his Cuban home. Um, I think a lot of times people look at it and they're like, oh, he lived a lavish life. And honestly, he did for Cuba, but Key West, not so much. And as you teach and talk about Hemingway to your students, is there anything that you put together for your students about our trip to the Hemingway house in Cuba? Um, I definitely put, like, there's a, it sounds really weird, but like, you know, you can see pictures of it online all the time, um, and it's kind of everywhere, but there were little things that you had to, like, look around the corner for, or, like, in his shower, there were, like, counting down days, and so, like, researching that and having my kids look at that and say, like, oh, like, Hemingway was an actual person who lived this life and, you know, that kind of humanistic things that he did um, that kind of makes sense for a writer. And what was the best part for you about the Hemingway house? Um, I think the best part for me was the lookout. Um, He has like a writer's lookout in a tower um, and it was like absolutely inspiring and I could see how he would gather kind of creative content writing from there. So far, we have taken you to a couple of places in and around Havana. So let's put you on the bus and bring you to Cienfuegos, where we were taken on a tour by university professor Vladimir. Make sure you stay awake on the bus, because sometimes Sylvia gives us extra information on our bus rides over to new destinations. Now, most people own, because one of the things of the revolution was rent to own. So when, if you rented a house, um, your landlord had to give you opportunity to purchase it and apply your rent towards the house. All right, now that we're in San Fuegos, let's get you off the bus and introduce you to university professor Vladimir. Now this one is the most beautiful one and the biggest. <coughs> it's not because Vladimir says so. It is because it is a fact, right? So we have the statue of Jose Martí in the middle of the square, right there. But historically speaking, we have a division in the park. In front of the statue, in this section of the park, we have the oldest section and the oldest buildings of Cienfuegos City, all right? Even this section where we are located is the foundational area of Cienfuegos City, zero kilometer. Here we have different important buildings. Everywhere, every building related with religious, cultural, 
political, and only one house, the house of the founder. Jose Marti was a Cuban nationalist, poet, and martyr, considered a national hero because of his role in the liberation of his country from Spain and a symbol of Cuba's struggle for independence. Marti organized and unified the movement for Cuban independence and died on the battlefield fighting for it. All right, so here we have the cathedral, Immaculate Conception Building, Catholic Church, the city hall with the biggest dome in Cienfuegos, right? So Cienfuegos is also known as the city of the dome in Cuba. It has two flags, the national flag and the local flag. The local flag is very similar to the French flag, blue, white, and red stripes. Cienfuegos definitely looked like the city of the domes. Around 20 buildings had a dome on top of it, which was typical of a period of opulence from the late 19th century to the beginning of the 20th. Our group also met with and toured the homes and studios of artists from Cuba. One artist we met was actually the father of the lead singer of the Amigo band. Well, this series, this series is the birds is quite like humorous series and sarcasmus, right. sarcastic series too. And what I do, well, I come from other period in my career of seven years working more surreal uh, kind of art. Right. So I, I follow a different way to get my ideas. What I, what I do in the past was I was more introspective. I tried to to watch this and I don't answer no, nothing. I don't. I just take the images out like a printing machine. Yeah. <laughs> but with the birds, I'm, I'm already trying to say stuff that I want to. I, what I say, what I do is I try to be provocative most of the time in different directions of humor. So. And and I take advantage because in Cuba humor we we going all the time with that with that you know it's really natural with the way we right. this series is different to me to what I do sometimes I it's just, uh, I have a, like these images like my old stuff but I try to fill it with with my own stuff like this is a little bit strange deal like painting in Canada it's not a bird it's like well it's like a penguin I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but sometimes like like that one it's very obvious what right. I what I got what I like the wood the Cuban national bird is like a Cuban tocororo yeah yeah so it's a very it's a very political joke or I don't know statement statement in my in me it's I'm I'm too stupid to make statements <laughs> as any good artist yeah <laughs> I'm just a printing machine cool now I'm not too I'm not too I'm a, I'm a deep person but in uh, in some strange way because I I always think it's better make the questions, not mm. not the answers. You know, yeah. so I'm I, I don't think I'm too wise to uh, to answer nothing. So what I what I like is promote a little bit the Ask thoughts, the thoughts and well, basically, if I can, if I can catch you like five minutes, five twenty seconds in front of my piece of art, that's my goal. 
So that's it. That's what I want. Our group did a lot of standing and looking at all of the artwork we saw while in Cuba. Every piece was different and special in its own way. I wish there was a visual version of our podcast for us to show you and not just tell you about all the art and beautiful things we saw while in Cuba. But for now, this is the end of this episode of the Cuban Excursion, and I hope you will be back for the next episode as we prepare to head back home. Before we go, I would like to thank Emory and Henry College and the International Studies Program, Calibri Travel and Tours, the Amigo Band, and Dr. Finney in the Media and Communications Department. Until next time, I'm Anthony Smith Jr. saying hasta la próxima.